Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome everybody to another episode of Pod Strickland. I'm your host, Shwini Poo, and this is episode 318. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Prez, that is at underscore Presidente on Twitter. Prez, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. You know, it's, uh, it's a slow time in in the hoops world. So I'm just subsisting off of Dylan Windler highlights and things like that. So that's how I'm doing. Um, yes, this is uh, this is a good time. Uh, I have enjoyed not watching any basketball. I have enjoyed watching no Dylan Windler highlights ever at all. Um, and casual. Yes, I am casual, <laughs> and I plan. To continue that behavior, um, but before we get started, I do, I do have to make a few announcements. The first being that the Strickland has an Instagram. Check that out. That is at Strict Online on Instagram. We're posting all kinds of new content on there. The Strickland also has a YouTube channel where you may be watching this podcast. If you are and you've done so already, please hit like and then subscribe to the channel. That would be a huge help to us. The Strickland also has merchandise, which is available on our website. Check that out. That is at the Strict There's a link to the store on there. You can find hats, T-shirts, sweatshirts. Coffee mugs, water bottles, you name it, we got it. Check that out. Again, that is on our website. And then the Strickland has a Patreon, which you can subscribe to. There are a number of different tiers. There is a six-star tier that gets you access to Pod Strickland, this podcast that I host every Friday with friends. You also get access to the Strickland Mailbag, hosted by Andrew Steele, a.k.a. Doug, a.k.a. the Doug Bag, alongside Dallas Amico. You also get access to the Strickland Discord, where the conversation never stops. There are further tiers. There is a $9 tier that gets you access to Strickland Roll, my solo pod, where I rant and rave about the next even more. You also get access to wonderful premium articles by Matthew Miranda, one of the best in the business. There are further tiers. There is a $15 tier, $30 tier, $50 tier, and $100 tier. Those come with a variety of additional benefits, like listening in on pod recordings, some merchandise discounts, and even potentially co-hosting a podcast alongside yours truly one day. Whether you choose to subscribe or not, none of this would be possible without you. And none of this would be possible without Bet Online, which is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and match reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code Believe B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Um, we had a plan for the pod, but. Uh, Let's just, there was confusion over time zones, and uh, we are freelancing this. Uh, but we do that most of the time anyway, so whatever. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, the Knicks signed Dylan Windler to a two-way contract. That's Is that is that it for Knicks news this week, basically? I think that was it. Quentin Grimes working out with J.J. Reddick, baby. Hot off the press. Yeah, these are these are the things that are happening right now. Uh, Emmanuel quickly was working out at the sanctuary. Is that in Malaga in Spain? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that place uh, looks awesome. It's the player. It's it's owned by the players' association. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty fucking sweet deal. Um, I do gotta say, I, I feel like quick quick has a 
Quick has, you know, he's got, um, he, he's got some clout. I, I don't know. He always, he's always working out with guys. And I'm like, I don't know. You were like, like that. He's like with Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brown. And they're all, all buddies, dudes. man. They're all buddies. That whole crew. And they all fuck with Johnny Bryant, coach Johnny Bryant. And they're all psychos who are like, well, at least quick. I can't speak. I don't follow the Instagram stories of the other people like I do quick, but quick is really like, this is how you're, he's, him and Julius really have it how you're supposed to do it. It's like grueling work at like the rise of the sun and then like chill in your picturesque, you know, infinity pool in fucking Spain or whatever and just like enjoy your life. Like that's, you know, if you're going to go hard, that's definitely the way to do it. Uh, so salute, salute to all the Knicks out there working hard. Um, yeah, they seem to be working hard. Uh, RJ Barrett has FIBA coming up. What is that? In? You were, you had like the day count, so I don't, I don't know. You tell me. Um, the first warm up exhibition game, I want to say, is the ninth. Let me check. I have it right here. Yeah, the ninth in Berlin versus the Germans. So your son, Franz. Oh, is Franz playing for them? Oh yeah. Dude, he was, remember that was like the last time he played for them. That was like the real hint. Of, that was like the first sign of like, oh shit, is he is he better than we thought? Like, <laughs> no, no, that was your first hint. I knew that's true. That's true. For those of us who don't have blood relation to Franz Wagner, so not Mo <laughs> Wagner and not Schwindy Boo, uh, that was our first inkling. So they got they got one versus Germany. Then they got, I mean, then they have in. Uh, also in Germany versus, I don't know, two other teams they haven't said yet. And then they go to Spain, then they play Spain, then they play the Dominican Republic, which uh, has more NBA talent than I thought. So um, these teams, uh, this FIBA tournament. You got to you gotta get Puerto Rico up, bro. I know, bro. It's fucking, this is, we're fucking down bad, man. We used to have like one or two at least. And now I don't think we have any. It's, it's rough. Carlos Arroyo's got to get out there, man. We got a couple kids in the co- like in in like high school about to go to college, but Carlos too old, man. He he been carrying us on on his back for too long. He gotta, he's earned the chance to rest, man. We can't keep putting him to work. You need to do what like China did and just get just like <laughs> give, just, cheat. just give citizenship to like dudes. Spain, that's that's what Spain and China do all the fucking time. Spain, Spain doesn't, doesn't need to do it, and they do that shit anyway. Apparently, I was I was hearing. I think that like not Slovenia, but I it's, Slovenia it might be Slovenia. Yeah, yeah, it's one. I think yeah, they did that with Anthony Randolph, yep. didn't they? Yep, that was Nick so legend insane. Anthony Randolph. Yeah. Well, it's because yeah. he played with a bunch of the Slovenians just by coincidence in his in his time in, in the Euro League. So I guess he just kind of built that relationship with them. And you know, fuck it. If you need a a big finisher with unlimited potential that he's never going to reach, then go get you some Anthony Randolph. Yeah, you know, look, I got to say this. The record will show I was fighting the good fight that Franz Wagner was a much better prospect than Scotty Barnes. And uh, I feel vindicated by that after their respective second seasons in the league. Yeah, everybody knows that uh, after two seasons in the league, you can close the book on these sort of debates. You can. Uh, Scotty Barnes can't shoot. He's older. <laughs> Fuck him. He sucks. Uh, he's stuck in Toronto. He's got... He could really... Look, 
I'm just that offense is going to be ugly, bro. The teeth are rough for him. I, I want better for for Scotty there. Even um, if you even if you like Scotty, if you just look at what the Raptors are doing, you're like, this is not how you do good by Scotty. <laughs> just given his <laughs> skills. Yeah, they're they're. I don't know. They they really. I have no idea what they're doing with their team. Uh, I don't think they, they do either. No shooting. Uh, they have Gary Trent Jr. I think he's like their one. They have shooter. Gary Trent Jr. and fifteen-year-old Grady, Grady Dick, and that's it. Yeah, which is like, look, I I like Grady Dick. I actually think he's going to be really good, but I don't think he's going to be really good today. Um, and apparently, and like, I don't know. They're they're fucking stupid. Um, I don't want to talk about them though. I do want to talk about a team <laughs> in the uh, Atlantic Division. Yeah, we could just talk about teams in the Atlantic Division because I think the. I feel like the two most interesting teams this offseason, anyway, are both the Celtics and the Sixers. And but I think the Sixers Boston, really. I mean, because I what I have no idea what's going on with them. We'll talk about them a little later. But I want to start All with right. Boston because Jalen Brown. Uh, They're definitely the most fascinating team. I totally agree. Yeah, so Jalen Brown signed a five-year, three hundred four million dollar contract that's fully guaranteed. Guaranteed. It has a trade kicker, which is odd and weird and like might not actually matter that much is that not normal for for uh max guys i'm genuinely asking i have no fucking idea the the trade kicker i i think it's normal but the way apparently like it's unlikely that it will be for the normal full amount that a trade kicker would be even if he gets dealt because of whatever i don't know i don't know the specific i just know that Uh, some some funky structures yeah, in there there's there's things going on um so again five years turned four million dollars i just want to say i like saw i look zach Lowe is a, a fine gentleman uh and i do think some of the quality of his product has gone down because of his extensive uh let's say julius randall-esque minutes load uh one might say and you're definitely carrying a lot of weight out there for ESPN in yeah, multiple mediums now. He's doing a lot. Um, but, like, he did this – he had, like, a fucking take, right? Because everybody's got to have a take. We have takes all the time. Uh, he had a take on, like, the Jalen Brown contract, and it was just like, oh, you know, like, what were the Celtics going to do? Like, I mean, sometimes you just – if your two best players are wings and they kind of do the same things, you just got to deal with it and figure it out and – you know, it's uh, it's just a contract that it's fine. I, like, I think that's just a fucking cop out. Like, I think that's bullshit, and I'll I'll think it's bullshit for a few reasons. They, you can trade players. This is a thing that occurs in the NBA. Um, I think Jalen Brown has been a valuable trade commodity for years. And we know this because he's been rumored in various star trades for years. He's been a good player on a very good contract for some time. Yes. And so I think the I reject this for a few reasons. One, you don't like it's not like the best players in your team. Well, once they're the best players in your team, it's just like, oh well, those are the best guys in our team. We just gotta fucking keep them and figure it out around them. You're allowed to trade the best players on your team also. That's a thing that you can do. And I Gen, I, I I forget this offseason. Like they've had opportunities to trade him. We know they kicked the tires on trading him last summer to Brooklyn for Kevin Durant. That was a thing that that came up, and obviously that was a thing that Jalen Brown was apparently not too happy with. And like just that alone proves the point that 
yeah, you, you didn't just like you're not like forced to play. You're not forced to commit to building around Tatum and Brown for the next however many years. Like you have agency in that choice. That's not forced upon you. Like nobody's sitting here being like, oh my god. Well, you know, look, Knicks fans have all kinds of fucking opinions about Julius Randle, right? The one thing I think we can all agree is that Leon Rose at this point is choosing to build with or around, however you want to phrase it, Julius Randle. That is an active choice that is being made. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. Personally, I would like to move off of him, but that is the choice they're making. He has agency in that decision. The Celtics have plenty of agency. If they don't want, if they think there's fundamentally some shortcoming of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, which I do believe personally, um, they they can make trades. They can trade Tatum if they wanted to. They can trade Jalen Brown. Like they have this option. They have chosen not to exercise it at various points. And then the second part of it is like, oh well, what are you gonna do once you get to this point? You gotta have you have to give them that contract. And again, I, this is just bullshit to me. What, these are this is a three hundred and four million dollar contract. The idea that you have to just give that to a guy is ludicrous. That is absolutely stupid, and it's the exact type of thing people would ki- kill the Wizards for, right? Oh, oh you look, you got to We had to give it to Brad because you know he's a coveted free agent. Blah blah blah. Okay, but like you don't actually have to give the contract to Brad, and you certainly didn't need to give him a fucking no trade clause, which is. Not relevant to this conversation. So, congrats to Brad Stevens for not giving Jalen Brown a fucking no trade clause. Whoop de doo. But the idea that you had to give him this contract is ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry, I I cannot stand that idea. This is the same type of asinine logic that has gotten Sean Marks the most favorable coverage that could possibly exist for a man that pissed away. All, I mean, the, he pissed away the proverbial golden hand, right? Um, but People were like, oh, you know, he didn't have a choice. He had, like, I'm sorry, you have the choice to not sign Kevin Durant. It's a tough choice. Not saying it's easy, but you have that choice. You have the choice not to sign Kyrie Irving. You have the choice not to fire your coach to appease them. You have the choice to do a lot of fucking things. You definitely have the choice to be like, hey, I get DeAndre Jordan's your pal, and it's cool if he wants to come here, but we're not giving him no $40 million fucking contract. Like, you have the, the agency to make these choices. The, like this again. This is a multi-million-dollar industry, multi-billion-dollar industry. For being real, um, like let's not act like these guys that are in these positions of power are just pawns that are being moved around the chessboard by like fate. You know, like no, they they have the agency to make decisions, and we can evaluate those decisions. We don't. People can disagree on that stuff, and they should. Obviously, it would be stupid if we're all just like, well. I agree. Great job. Let's go home. Like, no, but I, I, I just think this Jalen Brown thing has been presented for a while. Like, well, look, you know, if he gets the fucking, if he makes all NBA, they're just going to have to give him that contract. And it's, I'm, that's bullshit. Like, you don't have to do anything. And the second Damian Lillard was on the table, like, you should have been, in my opinion, looking to trade Jalen Brown to whatever third team can get the assets, can give you the assets, to then send to Portland um, to get Damian Lillard. Because that, to me, is what they actually need. Um, But that's just my thoughts on it. I'm just, like, very annoyed by the idea. But it's like, one of the things he even had in his tweet was like, well, does it even, like, is the contract good? Does it matter? It's like, yeah, dude, it probably matters if the fucking 
16 plus million dollar a year contract is good or not. That's usually like a kind of a fucking board thing. I don't know. That, maybe that's just it. So I think I don't fundamentally disagree with anything that you said. Um, I think what you see here is really a failure of imagination on two fronts. Um, the first is like regarding the Celtics trading for Dame that involves calling his bluff, right? Blah, blah, blah. And maybe... Uh, by the way, I'm very comfortable calling his bluff. If yeah, I'm any no. GM in the league, I'm like, I could be fucking... What's the worst market to play for? OKC. I could be OKC or like fucking Charlotte or Utah. And I'd trade for him and I'd be like, "Are you, I, you're not sitting for four years. Like, we know this. So you can, you know, do your thing and pretend like this, uh, like you might sit out, but we know once, once those, uh, when those, once those paychecks start getting cut, all of a sudden guys have a, have a habit of, um, you know, turning up and, and beyond the money, like, yeah, he's not Dame, like Dame cares about public perception, right? Which is fine. Like that's, it's not a good or bad thing. That's just how he is. That's how, that's how I am in my life. Not that I'm in the fucking public eye like Damian Lillard, but like, that's fine, whatever. And he would totally play. I think the collective consensus which has formed in the league to not do something like that is weird and odd, but I understand it. I'm not saying it's justified. I'm just saying I understand it because there's a sort of fear that goes with that, that like, you don't want to be the first team to have that shit backfire on you. And that's like a, that, that, cause if you are that, if that does backfire on you, it is a career altering for a GM or a president move in, in terms of sinking it. And then, it's the type of thing that in theory would set your franchise back a long time. Now I'm with you. I think it's like a 99.999% chance he plays because he's not built like that. He's really, there are stars who I would be like, no, don't, don't do that because they don't give a fuck. But yeah, like, like Harden, like the Harden yeah, thing sure. is, I don't really, like, I know there's this idea of like, oh, Harden will just, he's going to be in shape or he's, he'll play fine because He's gonna play for a contract, and Harden truly, like, yeah, doesn't care. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like he's he prioritizes he's like, something else. He yeah, he's just like I'm gonna play basketball and I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do, and y'all gonna have to deal with that shit because I'm James Harden, right? So like, whatever, cool. And that, but with Dame, like, it's just really interesting to me that like the closest you're better at like remembering transactions throughout the league than me. I feel like the closest thing to this was the Paul George OKC situation. It's not like Paul George was like, I don't want to play for OKC. But OKC, that's like the one thing. So it wasn't quite as intense as like a star being like, this is my list or this is my team I want to go to. Yeah, and I think the thing that worked for OKC is like the price they they paid. it It was literally Victor Oladipo and Sabonis, who like he was the eleventh pick. He was this. He had just finished his rookie year. I get that. Like, but it, Paul George's an All NBA talent, and you got to remember, like at that point in time, right? Sabonis wasn't Sabonis yet, and and not just that. Like, you got to remember at that point in time, Kevin Durant had left the summer prior. Mm. Russ has this crazy MVP season. 
Paul George, really, really good, obviously. Um, coming back from his injury, so he comes back, he's looking good now. And it's like, well, they extended Russ. So it's like, well, we're going to try to win. So if we're going to try to win, like, shouldn't we just do this trade? Because how many times are we going to get an all-NBA talent? And right. it's just like, it, it, it's not the same. I mean, the closest thing. No, no, closest, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The closest thing is probably, like, Durant last summer, right? Because he asks last out. Summer? Yeah. Oh, and, Durant, and, you said. Yeah, yeah, Durant last summer. Because he asks out. The Nets are basically like, look, we're not going to trade you. <laughs> like, that, that's it. And he played. And, and like, I think, you know, to me, whatever I say about KD, like, KD wants to play. You know, he's not a guy that sits games. Maybe he sits games, but he sits games because he's hurt. He doesn't sit games just because, like, he's he can play. He's probably playing. <laughs> right, right. He, he, he plays. And I think Dame is built is is wired that way like he can you know demand trade and all this shit like i fully expect if portland just doesn't trade him i fully expect him to show up at a training camp and and be there and like be a professional and do his job because that's what he does and like look he's 33 you you're i get why he wants out at this point in his career i'm not totally gonna begrudge him that um of course but but like he's facing like his basketball mortality. And I think that's why he wants out for a reason, but that's also the incentive for him not to just sit out. Cause it's like, all right, how many years do I have left in the NBA? And not just in the NBA, but like playing at the level that I'm at, you know, that playing- inj- once you're as old as he is, it's like what happened to Kobe. Like that shit could just half end at any minute. And then it's just a plummet off of a cliff. So like, I, I totally, that those are all reasons why he would definitely suit up. I was more thinking about previous analogy oh, yeah. situation just because like i i really do think it's one of those like i don't want to be the first team to do it and it's kind of irrational but it's also kind of rational but the the odd thing is is like one of the things that fa- has fascinated me about the nba for years is the situations in which very good teams change their risk tolerance right like we talked about this on a lesser scale with Chris Stapps, right? That's basically what a little bit what they just did with the Chris Stapps deal was like, okay, we're trading this steadying force, flaws and all, Marcus Smart for Chris Stapps, who's been healthy for two years, but is also not the kind of athlete who just physically you have precedent for staying healthy just because it's hard to be Chris Stapps and stay healthy. Well, I mean, basketball. how many and how many people are seven three and play exactly. basketball? There's no, there's no <laughs> blueprint. There's no blueprint for Chris. Stapps, like they try and they try and he's he's been healthier the last two years. So whatever he's doing, I hope he keeps doing it. Actually, I don't want to wish injury on him, but you know, if he got hurt, it would benefit the Knicks a little bit. Anyway, I'll say this. So like. They decided we're, you know, going to trade for this uh, higher ups, much higher upside, in my opinion, um, player with a little more risk or a lot more risk, depending who you ask. The market smart, um, cool. And then they decide because I'm sure they've talked about trading for Damian Lillard because that's what front offices do. Like you in 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 the quarters of their offices and their discussions, all of the things are on the table. Everything's on the table. That's just how the NBA is. Just because you don't hear about it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Like, you you just have to bounce these ideas around. It's your job. Um, So 
uh, and the Boston front office for all the nits we pick, they're professionals. I'm sure they bounce this shit around. And they decided, no, we don't want to be the first team to to do that stuff. So they were okay with the risk on one occasion and the other. And we've seen this similar things with um the team that always comes to mind for me is Philly because historically, yeah. like, they even dating back to before they were good during the process, like they're, they're just okay doing the easy gambles like tanking or signing Joel Embiid or, you know, we we need a a guy who's sort of like a guy. So let's get Tobias Harris and, you know, like stuff like that. But for harder decisions, they haven't really explored all the ways they could put a really good team around Joel Embiid, right? That's why, that's not why, but that's a contributing factor to why their teams have constantly underachieved in the playoffs, in my opinion. So I do think it's kind of fascinating to me that Boston decided just forcing the issue with Dame wasn't worth it. And I think if I had to guess, there's two factors. One is the risk. He's eight. And then, he's also older. And then I was gonna say two is just like forget forget like how can we maximize Jason Tatum's championship window in the next two years before we gotta pay him? Like Jalen Brown is gonna put asses in seats for longer than Damian Lillard. Like that's just what it is. Dame is older, like you said, by a lot, by almost fucking ten years. So like that's the sort of floor from a business side that they're considering is like, okay, like Whatever happens in the next fucking five years, we're probably going to be very good for all of those, for the duration of this contract, right? Like that. So it's a really conservative decision in that sense. And I'm not saying Zach Lowe and other people, other Celtics fans are considering all of these things that I just articulated to them, like trading for Dame. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying this is correct. I, I agree with you. I think Dame is exactly what Jason Tatum needs and uh, on terms of on the court. But, like, trading for Dame is not even a feasible thing in the minds of many people. And I think that includes Zach Lowe because nobody's done something like that yet, right? Like, the the instances of just, like, randomly going high risk for a player like that are very limited, right? The Kawhi Kawhi in Toronto was like a situation that's not quite analogous, but kind of like it in a way where you trade a face. And, and I mean, the Spurs, I don't care what anybody says. They, they, they rage, they fucking rage traded him. Like they did not get the maximum (laughs) return. They wanted to, they did not want to send him to LA and make him happy. They, they literally think if you, they quite literally, I'm pretty sure geographically, Toronto is the furthest place from LA in the, <laughs> in the pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, like they quite literally sent him to the opposite of LA, not in America, cold, definitely no beach. Like, like it's the opposite. And, uh, I mean, they, they fucked up. I think they, I, I, they're very fortunate they got Wemby. Cause I mean, you of know, course. Like, if we're going to be fucking for real, like they've been doing absolutely nothing for the last like four years. Like they've, I, I get that they, you know, they were, you know, they tried to do like the fake compete thing with DeRozan. Then they moved off DeRozan uh, two years ago. And Nothing they they've done is inspiring. Like even their recent picks that I've liked, like my son Devin Vassell, like that's great. He's a guy. Like there, no, there's nothing where they've like 
turned a double into a home run, right? Like, and they and they burned. Like, I mean, I understand it wasn't totally their fault, but like, they took a huge risk on Primo. He's not even in the fucking league now because of his off court bullshit. Like, you know, like they they've just been drafting dudes and not really like Lonnie Walker. Okay, they kept him four years. But did they get anything out of that? No. Um, like they've just been hanging out, and the Wemby thing probably saves them. And I think, of course, that's that's huge for them. But like, yeah, I mean, ultimately the point is that trade was a bad trade, and it really did set them back for a while. But um, to to go back to Boston, like, I just think the Boston thing is just like, I get the I get the age thing. I think that's the other the, real quick before yeah. I forget, yeah. the other thing I was gonna say is like to go back to my original point of failure of imagination, like. The failure to imagine the possibility and benefits of trading for Dame is one way that manifests. But another way is like, you know, people are going to ask, okay, who are you going to get that's better than Jalen? Right? If you assume Dame is off the table. And I think that's a actually a very valid question because I don't, as listeners know, with, with how I treat the Knicks, I don't really, I think for most teams taking the whole like, oh, take one step back to two steps forward is imagination fantasy basketball talk. And most teams it's, are not trying to hear it, that shit. It requires do, very specific circumstances. It's, yeah, and exactly, and it's it's a lot harder to pull off, and it's a lot riskier than people think. And you got you got to have a lot of equity. Like the reason the Spurs were able to negotiate, like basically trade Dejounte Murray, an in prime alleged star, um, you know, just more or less for draft capital. The reason mm-hmm. they were able to get away with that is because they're literally. Greg Popovich and RC Buford, who have been there forever and have won five titles, like yeah. they, they're the owner is never firing them, so they have the equity to like take that risk. Leon Rose, and yes, that wasn't, and that to be clear to me, I don't view that as like, oh, we're gonna take one step back to take two steps forward. That was a we're rebuilding, we're taking five steps back, and we're starting from scratch. It just so happened that they got Wemby. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wallen. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you mean cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini yeah, it's fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.